TSR Podcast with Jacob and Bo. Dude, how unlucky do I have to be for Trey Waynes to not be playing week one and he hasn't played in a single game for the Bengals? Wasn't he like the wasn't he the healthier cornerback in, in Minnesota when you took him? Didn't he like I mean Xavier Rhodes had some injury issues, but I don't know if I would have said the healthier one. Like well, I would say Wayne's definitely didn't have the same injuries he's having right now. It's just because he came to all organization. I mean, that's that's literally seems to be the problem. I just I just don't get him. I'm sure AJ Green will have an amazingly healthy year this year too, just getting away from Cincinnati, Ohio. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But but I just cannot believe we signed him to a three year forty two million dollar deal and now he hasn't played one game in the regular season for us, which is just absolutely. So how does I that mean, work for his contract? Did he get a full salary? Like I don't know. I, I don't know like what's in his contract, like any clauses or anything like that. So uh, that's a good question. I'm probably going to end up looking into that to see, to see, you know, what all that entails, because he's got to be losing money, not stepping on the field at all. You know what I mean? I would think so. It has to be. But anyway, football is back, man. It feels so good. Oh, dude, this Thursday is a season opener. I'm super excited. Uh, I'm already pumped, man, because I just came back from Charlotte, got to see my Bulldogs beat Clemson. You were texting me when I was there, so that was amazing. I'm just so ready for football now. I'm ready, but I tell you what, I've already been humbled by the sports books. Uh, I put a few bets down on college football this weekend and got absolutely rocked on all of them. So, it, it, and I really didn't think I would. I mean, I really took, I took uh, Notre Dame last night minus seven. They win by three. I took um, what was it? LSU minus two and a half against UCLA. It wasn't even ranked. Brutal. UCLA won. Brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. UCLA wins by like eleven points, and then I took. Um, what was the other, the the big one? Oh, I took Clemson. Yeah, figure that. Go figure the guy who's the podcast with says take Georgia. I don't take Georgia. Then I take Clemson minus three, I believe, and Clemson only scores three points. So hey, roll dogs, just, man, roll I dogs. Mean, whatever, whatever. Unbelievable experience though, and I love Charlotte. That city is awesome, man. It was so much fun being down there. So I, I had a great time it's doing good, that. It's good, good sports town. It's a really good sports town. I enjoy Charlotte. I was down there two weeks ago for the NFL preseason game, and uh, it was it was a blast, even for a preseason game. Yeah, man. You just talked about betting. It's it's interesting. We're doing the you know our our division predictions or the division winner predictions uh, today, because obviously you were just talking about betting. I've got a big, big parlay that I'm trying to hit on at the end of the season. So hopefully all the teams that I say today will come out in my favor, you know, and we'll be able to win some money, but yeah. And to be clear, Jacob means he's parlaying all the division winners in one bet. And if he gets them all right, he will, you know, win a significant amount of money. What is it like? It was was like $10 down. No, it was 10 bucks down to win 3,500. So okay. if yeah. I hit, man, well, we're going somewhere nice. I'm taking you to dinner. I'm going to draw up one of those real soon. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have a good time, man, if I hit that bet. You ought to, what you ought to do is do that and then do an NFC parlay and an AFC parlay. And if you really win, you'll cash out three times. That's true. I actually might look into doing that. That would be a uh, good see if idea. You can, see if you can round robin it, too, because I, I believe even if you hit like six of the eight in the round robin, I think you might I think you still make a, some money. If it'll let you round robin that, I know it'll let you round robin games, but I don't know about conferences. I would look into that. 
Yeah, I definitely will. Uh, let's not waste any more time. Let's uh, let's jump into these predictions, man. I had a lot of fun like doing some notes and all this stuff, so I'm ready to talk with you about it. So I'll start out, man. I'll, I'll start out with the AFC, and then when we get to the NFC, I'll let you start out with the teams that you picked. Um, so I guess the first thing is AFC East, man, and uh, I went with the Bills here. I mean, I, it's really not that hard for me. I'm taking the Bills based off them clearly having the best quarterback in the division and a guy that I currently have ranked the number four quarterback in the league. Plenty of weapons on offense. It's year two for Diggs in their offense, along with Gabriel Davis, Cole Beasley. Uh, they just added Emmanuel Sanders, which isn't huge. You know, Emmanuel Sanders isn't the guy he was in Denver, but I still think that's a weapon, you know, it's an extra weapon for Josh Allen. And they still have Dawson Knox, a tight end. So, um, and I'm confident in him. I've always thought a lot of him at the position. So I think uh, the offense is definitely going to do well this year defense is going to be stout again as well they got playmakers on defense and honestly man i just don't see another team in the division that can overtake the bills the dolphins just aren't there yet so that that's more my reasoning why i went with the bills here mine's buffalo as well mine's buffalo as well um, i think eat. this should i think it is it should be an easy one i believe this is going to be and the is going to contend for the afc um they're likely going to meet kc down the line i mean another you know another great game and i mean for all the same reasons you said they made additions they brought back most of the same team and i do like dawson knox even though he's probably like the He's probably on the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to their offensive firepower. But with, with what he lacks in elite tight end skills, I believe he makes up for in rapport with his quarterback. They have a great connection. So uh, I, I took Buffalo as well. I mean, and the, the defense, even though they might not be loaded with like blockbuster, you know, you know, guys that are, you know, it's just all pro Bowl standouts. They play well as a unit and they're well coached under McDermott and, and, that, and that coaching staff. So they always come to play on both sides. They definitely do, man. I, I think, you know, the big name guys they have on defense, obviously Tremaine Edmonds, you know, shout out Danville. And uh, yeah. you've got you've got Levi Wallace, one corner on one side, and you've got Tredavious on the other. And mm-hmm. obviously those guys are both. And Jordan Poyer's up, pretty good. Exactly. You still got Micah Hyde, even though he's up there in age. And also, man, they made a, they, a great pick who stood out in camp, Gregory Russo, who mm-hmm. me and you were kind of wondering, like, you know, was it kind How of a fluke that big year? And now he's out there and he's actually making some plays. So so they, they've got some guys, man. You got Ed Oliver on the inside of the defensive line. So I, I think I think it's just the Bills easily in this division. You know, injuries do happen. If that happens, then, you know, that'll change it up. But I think if this team's healthy, it's, it's Bills, no question, coming out out of the east um afc north man i'm going browns this division is always a tougher one to pick uh personally i think it's either this division or the nfc west for the best division in football but i'm going browns based off the amount of talent that they have surrounding baker mayfield and the talent on defense uh i think the browns on paper are one of the top three most talented teams in the league some people may disagree with that but i, I think it's just they have to be just on paper it's so many big time names they started to figure that out last year. They figured out how talented they were. They kind of brought it together, and I think they figured it out even more this year. So I'm excited to see that. A healthy Odell is back this year, and they added uh, Jadavian Clowney to the pass rush. So I think it's finally time for the Browns to put it together and come out of the North. Same thing. Uh, I believe it was it was a kind of a tough choice for me. I mean, I, I believe the Vegas favorite is the is the Ravens by just a hair. 
Um, but like you said, uh, Cleveland's once they figure out how good their defense really is, and once they learn how to put it all together and take away offensive strengths and make them play with their weaknesses, I think that 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 team's just going to explode. I believe the offense has already arrived for that team. The defense is just knocking on the door, and you know it could take if they come out week one and play a good game. Um, I mean, who knows where that defense could go? Up. Don't they? They have a pretty tough team week one, I believe, and I can't. They played Chiefs the, week one, Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Which is and an I mean, awesome game, man. It's yeah, gonna be so much good, fun to watch. It's a good that. way to find out what your defense is made of, you know. And and if Jadavion Clowney pans out this season, it's gonna be they're gonna be a tough defense to contain. It's gonna be tough to put up a lot of points on them. Um, so, and I, I believe I still believe Pittsburgh is gonna you know contend for a playoff spot, but I just don't know if they can get it done and win the division championship. So Cleveland. Uh, was my was was my choice as well, and I and I'm with you that it is the hardest division to to pick in here besides the NFC West, like 100. I just think the Browns, man, like I was saying on paper, you know, what they surround Baker with is is just phenomenal. You've got that two headed monster with Chubb and Kareem in the backfield. You've got Odell and Jarvis out there at receiver. You've got Rashard Higgins who can do some things as well. You they just got Austin Hooper. Obviously, Mm -hmm. they've got David and Joku, you know, another very athletic tight end that can make big plays. Offensive line is probably the best in the league going across the board. And then on defense, man, I still stand by. I've told you this and we disagree. And I always love having arguments with you and debating. I still think Miles Garrett's the best defensive end in football right now. Um, Then you put Jadavian on the other side of him. And then, Bo, something that happened during the draft that me and you talked a lot about, man, that we could not believe he fell that far, was um, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa landing with them, which is absolutely ridiculous. Who knows what he's going to do this season? Oh, I I think he's going to have a big year, man. I think he has some pretty good odds to win defensive rookie Mm -hmm. of the year. And, you know, they still got Denzel Ward and guys like that. And and I also believe, if I'm mistaken, they got John Johnson from the Rams, Mm -hmm. who was a very good safety. So um, I think that team, it's it's hard to have that much talent and not succeed in some way. And I think if they pull it all together, they'll be able to come out of the north on top. Um, AFC West, Bo, I, uh, it's kind of obvious who I'm going with here. It's, it's going to be Kansas City. Um, it, it's I think it's the most obvious pick out of the division, probably, out of all the division winners. Um, the offense is lethal, you know. It's it's got the game's best quarterback, the fastest wide receiver, debatably the best tight end. Then you add in Miko Hardman, who's a speedster as well. You got Clyde Edwards later, who has had an injury riddled season last year, but I still believe we'll we'll come back and get over that and have a good year this year. Offensive line, eh, it's it's all right. They lost, you know, some guys, but they also added Joe Thune to that, which was big. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the defense still has guys like Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew, Legarius Sneed, who was who came out and balled last year, man, was an absolute beast. So uh, I, I'm excited. And I think that they are definitely I mean, there's no question unless something happens to Patrick Mahomes, you know, and I, I hope that does not happen. But unless something like that happens, I don't see anyone competing with the Chiefs in the West. The roster's so good with them that even if they if Pat Mahomes went down, they'd still win a couple games. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel would. that way honestly. They're they're that good. And who's their backup? Is it is it Henny? Is it Chad? It Henny? used to be Chase Daniels, not anymore. Chase, oh, think. you're right, you're right. Um, yeah. I don't know who the backup is, but it, it, it doesn't really matter who the backup is. Not, Andy Reid's going to draw up some stuff, and they're they're going to be able to be able to win some games. So, like I said, unless something happens to Patrick Mahomes, I don't see anybody coming out of the West other than the Chiefs. 
The Chiefs are my pick for the AFC West as well. I mean, it's really, like you said, it's the easiest one to pick for me in, besides the NFC North. Um, I believe that'll be Packers by a, probably a landslide. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Pat Mahomes is everything. He's the, he's the best quarterback in football right now. Uh, Tyreek Hill, unbelievable player. Uh, the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I believe, is going to have a, a bounce-back season. Travis Kelsey's the best tight end in the league. I mean, and come, the offensive line is solid. They come at you from all angles. Probably the best pl- situational play caller in football right now in, in Andy Reid. Um, so, and the defense always comes to play. I mean, it, there is – Tyron Matthew always has that has those boys ready to go and ready to make a play. They're a turnover defense, um, so they really swarm to the football. I, I think it was just an easy, easy choice. I mean, I believe the division itself is ascending. Uh, I mean, Justin Herbert's a great quarterback. If the Broncos can figure it out, the roster's ready to rock. Um, and then the Raiders are just always one giant question mark. I mean, the Raiders are usually good for beating the Chiefs once a year, but in the grand scheme of things, the Chiefs are probably – I mean, if you're going to lose to anyone, why not be them and just get the loss out of the way, learn from it, and then they usually come out and play better the next week anyway off that game. So it's it really doesn't – the Raiders are always kind of a non-factor for me. So, I mean, it's just – it's KC by landslide. I still don't trust John Gruden. I'm just going to be completely honest. I mean, he's done pretty much exactly what I thought would probably happen when he got there. They're an average team. You know what I mean? And I think – especially for the contract they they signed Gruden to. You should have, for that much money, I better get a Super Bowl out of it. And they're not going to. They are just not going to. You can't tell me. I don't care if it's five years down the road. I just don't believe it's going to happen. Uh, I don't mean to you know crap on Derek Carr. I like Derek Carr. I don't think he's a guy that's going to win you a Super Bowl, though. And just the worst thing about the Raiders is, Bo, is the way they draft. Their drafting is kind of abysmal. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like when they, they take their guys and it's like you. every team has the guys they believe are going to be good. But the Raiders go out of their way to reach up for them, in my opinion. It's it's a little much. A lot of head scratchers. Yeah, it's it's they will. It's not even reaching. Man. It, it's it's like a whole nother word for that. It's more like, you know, instead of reaching for a guy that's 10 picks away, they'll reach around. They'll reach yeah. around and a half. And it's <laughs> it's I can't remember the guy they took in like. That was, you know, looked more like a. I think when we watched film, it was we agreed it was more like a fourth or fifth rounder, and they took him in the second round or third round or something. And it was uh, yeah. just like, what, what do you, what are these guys seeing? On, well, I, it started out like hot with room. Cleveland Farrell at five. Oh, well, that I mean, was I mean, right when they entered, right when the Gruden regime entered. They said they even. I remember getting the alert from Bleacher Report saying the Raiders say they have a, you know, a grant like a blockbuster first pick or like you're not going to, you're not going to see it coming kind of thing. It's going to shake up the draft, and they go with Cleveland Farrell, and I'm like, that doesn't shake up anything. If anything, the rest of your division is smiling. Exactly, man. Exactly. I think when when Cleveland came out, man, you know, Cleveland was more of a guy that was going to go in your your middle of the first round. He was a guy that was going to was going to hit anywhere between like 15 and I'd say 15 and 20. Maybe he gets back to 25, something like that. Mm-hmm. And they took him. What, what was it overall? I can't even. I'm, I can't even remember. You're gonna tell me, and I'm probably gonna be upset about it because just thinking about them taking him that high. But I, uh, I think it was. What did they take him at? Was it like it was between like four and seven, something like that? I can't remember exactly where they were at in the draft that year, but taking him that high. And and to be honest with you, Bo, you, you see what's come from that is you see that Cleveland Farrell has put up numbers not to be drafted that high, but to have been drafted in the middle of the first round. He's put up middle of yeah, the first I mean, round number. It was the fifth pick, and it, it was pick, just okay. too high. And I mean, it was the fifth pick. It's just too it, – it, it, I mean, I could see if they were back in first round. 
round, I might not have like been like scratching my head as much. In the second round, I probably wouldn't question it at all. But but fifth, I mean, the, f- the fifth pick is usually like some, a guy that is going to be the pillar of your defense for the next ten years. And I don't think anyone saw him in that way. Yeah, and I think especially when you're in a division with the Chiefs, you've got to hit on these picks. You know, yeah. the Chiefs, if you want to gain any ground, and as hard as that is still going to be, even if you do hit on your picks, if you want to gain any ground of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and the Chiefs organization, you've got to hit on these picks. You can't be reaching for what ifs, right? You've got to go with guys that are going to come in, and you know these guys are going to come in and immediately make an impact, and that's just not what's happening. I, I, I kind of think that the Raiders don't know exactly what they want to do. I don't think they know – what system they're trying to run, what their game plan is. I think they're just trying to throw guys together and kind of make it mesh. And, and they want it to look good. Out. It's like they want it to look good on paper just to put butts in seats and not put exactly, together exactly. something that fits their scheme. And then on the other hand, you've got Andy Reid, who knows exactly what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He knows exactly what he, he wants his team to look like, how he wants to build it. And he, he drafts guys that will perfectly fit his scheme. That's why the Kansas City organization – is so well run, and that's why the team runs like a well-oiled machine. One one of my favorite picks from Andy Reid, and they go and they win a Super Bowl right after, was the Juan Thornhill pick. You know, oh. I was mentioning how they're a turnover defense, and you take a guy that was just the biggest ball hawk of his draft. They go Shout out get, Magna Vista. Is that where he went? Yeah, no, he went to Alta Vista. Alta Vista. About, about an hour away from us, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and, I mean, he comes out of UVA, a school that doesn't get much airtime, even though he's a big Power 5 program, comes out of there, he's a huge ball hawk, and and then he goes right to KC and makes a big difference. And, and I wouldn't say that he was like some superstar flashy pick, but he comes in, he makes a difference, and he fits what they want to do on defense. Yeah, it's awesome. Thornhill has been a massive, mm-hmm. massive guy who's made an impact on yep. that team. Um, and he, he fits perfectly in their secondary. So uh, it, it's just if you want to gain any ground on the Kansas City Chiefs in that division, you've got to be hitting on your picks. You've got to know what you want to do as an organization and as a team. And I really don't think the only other team, the team that is the most exciting other than the Chiefs and will give them the most run, I think, here in the near future is 100% the Chargers. The Chargers Agreed. know what they're doing. They're a very talented football team, and, and they've got studs everywhere. When they, they, when a, you look they at have the Broncos, a talented front office leading them with their absolutely. picks, too. Absolutely. And then you've got, you know, like I said, the Broncos and the Raiders, that it's just kind of like, what are they doing? You, you, you don't really know. The Broncos should have drafted a quarterback this year. Instead, they decided to roll with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. And then I'd believe that they ended up making the wrong one the starting quarterback. So I, I don't know. It, it's a very it's a very weird uh process that some of these teams go through and it, and it confuses me a lot but hey i'm not making the decisions i'm not paid to make those decisions so i'll just sit back and watch and i guess point fingers kind of all right but afc south let's talk about it man i'm uh i'm going with the titans here and uh you know back-to-back years for tennessee actually this offense is going to be tough to stop this year you know you, you've got a not only do you have a back-to-back 2,000 yard rusher in the backfield uh to deal with but now they've added julio jones to a wide receiver core that already had aj brown who was a up-and-coming star, man. A.J. Brown is a beast. I love watching him play. And then, you know, Tannehill continues to impress in the offense. The offensive line can be can be seen as a strength, I'd like to say. And um, I like what they're doing on defense, man. Even though they lost a couple of guys, the team is still a very re- well-rounded, balanced team. 
And uh, it's a 300 monster, man. And it's going to be very tough for defensive coordinators to figure out, you know, how to stop it. And I think it's going to be so hard to stop it that, you know, Tennessee's going to pull out more games than they're not, especially, like I said, with a defense that I definitely trust. And uh, they've got some good coaching too, man. So uh, I, I see Tennessee coming out of the uh, the South. Yeah, I do too. Um, and I, be- I believe that the only competition would be Indianapolis, and it's solely going to depend on how the quarterback situation plays out at Indianapolis right now. They're well; it's a well-coached team, it's a well-run organization, and you know they make good decisions. But we won't know if this Carson Wentz thing is going to play out until the, the numbers and, and the wins are happening on the field. Um, and so, I mean, I picked the Titans like you, and I think you, you got into enough detail about the players and their team and what makes them good. Um, but I, I know. I'll a lot of fusses was made about them losing their offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith, to Atlanta as their new head coach. Um, but I think as long as the Titans on offense stick stick to the script that they've been on, and I, and I believe that they they will stick to the script they've been on because that's what's been successful. You lead your offense with Derrick Henry, you pound the rock, and then you take it back over the top to two of the best deep receivers you know you could ever ask for, you know, with Julio and AJ Brown. You know, and I believe that one of those guys is going to end up on, in one-on-one coverage in a, in a lot of situations. You know, I mean, how can you double-team both of them? If you do, they're just going to have someone else open underneath because you're not going to be able to cover what's left. You know, so one of them's going to run free. And the defense, the defense, you don't even really need to talk about. They added Bud Dupree this year. They're only going to be better. You know, it's it's a well-run team under Mike Vrabel. And uh, they're my pick. They got they probably have the best quarterback situation in the division right now. They have probably the best coaching uh, set up in, the, in that division right now. And I, I think they're just going to keep dominating that division. Something that Tennessee does well is they are able to uh, keep going even when they lose players. And I don't think people give them enough credit for that. So, you know, they had tied in Delaney Walker there for a while, who was a big part of their offense where he left. People were like, well, you know, I don't know what's going to what's going to happen in Tennessee. Now, well, then they just had Johnny Smith take over. Right. You know, and no one really knew of Johnny Smith until he started kind of coming in and doing things for Delaney Walker. And then. Now Johnny Smith is going to the Patriots, and I think Swain's going to be a good tight end for him, man. I think they know how to get their tight ends involved, and uh, I think people overlook that a little bit. So if anyone's it's looking not, at the tight end position, I mean, I don't think it's going to be bad at all. It's, it's not going to get. It's not going to be hard to get your tight end involved when the defensive secondary has to worry about Julio and AJ Brown. It's not no, going to be tough to figure out. So. Not at all. And I have a ton of respect for AJ Brown. I, I, I might hype up AJ Brown even more than uh, other people do, man. I mean, I think last year DK Metcalf got a ton of, a ton of hype, and rightfully so, man, because DK Metcalf is a, is a freak. Probably the biggest physical freak we've seen since you know guys like Julio and Calvin and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, from a speed, strength, and length standpoint, um, but. I mean, A.J. Brown, man, I think he kind of flew under the radar last year. I mean, A.J. Brown put up some really good numbers, especially with him being hurt in the beginning of the year. And he came out balling, man. I mean, I have A.J. Brown right now as a top 10 receiver in the league. And, you know, you may disagree with me, Bo, but I think there's – I just think he's that good. I think he's already a top ten guy right I'm, now. I mean, if you if you if you incorporate everything it takes to be an NFL receiver, he does it all at a stupid high level. So I agree with you. I, I mean, down to blocking release blocking routes uh straight ahead speed uh acceleration i mean yak i mean he makes people miss in the, in the you know open field i mean he literally encompasses everything and he's super smart you know on top of everything he encompasses everything that makes a good receiver and so i you know i agree with you i'd put him he'd be at the back end of my 10 but he'd be there 
Yeah, man. Shout out to the Rebels at Ole Miss, man, for putting out some damn good wide receiver products, man. It's pretty put unbelievable. D- put out DK, A.J. Brown. Now you got, you know, Elijah Moore making plays for the Jets right now, tearing up training camp. And it's really cool, too. All those guys were on the same team. They're on the same mm-hmm. team. So, uh, I don't know. It kind of looks weird that they couldn't get a little bit more going down at Ole Miss with all the well, three of those like guys the, on the team. But It's like the years when OBJ was at LSU. I mean, they had a star-studded cast on that team, but they couldn't oh, yeah. really – they couldn't really get it to get the wheels off the ground, you know, so to yeah, speak. wide receivers can't do it all. But man, that, that, that was an awesome wide receiver quarter watch when they were all there, though. It was a, a lot of fun. Elijah Moore, especially, man. I, I love Elijah Moore and I can't wait to see what he does this year. But let's head to the NFC, man. And like I said, I'm gonna let you give your picks this time first. We'll start with the NFC East. Who you got? I'm taking the Washington football team. Um, I believe the division could be a toss-up this year. It really depends for me how how Dallas is going to play, how Dak comes off this injury. I mean, if you look at Dallas's roster on paper, you, know, you don't see why they couldn't compete with this, but their defense you – know, compete with this Washington team, but their defense um, is just always like, you know, what are we going to get this year? You don't know whether defense, Dallas's defense is going to come out strong or they're going to come out and they look like a bunch of preseason second-teamers out there. You just never know what you're going to get or if half the team is even going to stay on the field. Field. Exactly. So that's another another problem they've had. So I'm going with Washington. Um, they didn't have a lot of injury problems last year. They're well run under Ron Rivera, um, and they got they honestly they have a lot of playmakers. Terry McLaurin uh, adding Deami Brown, I think is going to be good. Reports out of camp for him are good. Um, Adam Humphreys isn't isn't a slouch at the back end of that receiving core. Adding Curtis Samuel is a big deal. Um, they just lost Cam Sims, I believe. I believe Steelers actually just signed him. Um, but yeah, Curtis Samuel is going to pick up the speed thing right away they're going to use him all over the field he's going to line up in the backfield doing a lot of jets and motions um and their offensive line isn't bad um they've been anchored by brandon sure for a long time and i expect you know ron rivera's ron rivera's going to have that under control and um adding sam cosby in the draft i haven't heard the best things out of preseason from him but hopefully as the season goes on he'll build and logan thomas has been one of the big breakout tight ends now and they locked him up for a few years so i mean i believe it's a solid offense across the board then they hit you with new quarterback and ryan fitzpatrick and honestly one of the better backups in taylor heineke right now and then you know antonio gibson jd mckissick i mean they can really hit you in a lot of different ways um on offense and and it's kind of almost under the radar and how they can do it and the defense is just disgusting um up front it's hard to find a better defense than them with you know anchored by De'Aaron Payne and Jonathan Allen and Chase Young Montez Sweat I mean these guys are dogs and they're coming at you fast and strong and and a, and a good secondary linebacking core to back it up um so they're my choice coming out of the NFC East um I believe they're going to bully a lot of their division throughout this season but defense wins championships, and in mm-hmm. this case, divisions also. So I'm going with right there with you, man. Uh, Washington's going to come out of the East. Um, the Washington front seven is top three. It's top three in the league, definitely. Yeah. And their secondary has playmakers with guys like Landon Collins and Fuller back there as well. Um, they also added William Jackson, the corner coming out of Cincinnati. I hated losing him because he was a very good player. So they've got him back there too, man. Offensive line still looks good. Antonio Gibson should have a big year. I'm expecting a lot of good things from him this year. McLaurin is going to get his. He's just going to. Terry Terry is just a, a baller. He goes out there and he balls and he, he gets his every game. Um, and like you said, man, they signed Curtis Samuel coming out of uh, Carolina and you know he wasn't huge impact guy in Carolina he did some things I expect him to do a whole lot more once he gets in Washington and he and with Rivera man it's, it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch him with Ron Rivera and, and again man let's not forget about Logan Thomas who had kind of a breakout year last year at tight end so uh, I expect 
the the Washington Redskins are going to, excuse me, the Washington football team. It's still hard for me not to say that, even though it's been so long. I expect them to come out of the East again, man, just because of their defense. I think I don't trust any of the other offenses in the division, even the Cowboys, man. The Cowboys, talent-wise, have one of the best offenses in the NFL. But mm-hmm. I still don't trust that offense and that play calling enough to get by this defense consistently. The defense is going to get to the quarterback. They're going to pressure the quarterback. And they even, like I said, have guys back there that can take advantage of mistakes made by the quarterback or, or any part of the team. They, they just have playmakers all over the place. So I definitely agree with you, man. I see Washington coming out of the East. So we'll move on. We'll go to the NFC West. Uh, my pick is the Los Angeles Rams. Um, and I believe this is the toughest division in football. And pretty much because, I mean, if you look at the at the teams in this division, the, the Cardinals – kind of bring up the back end of the talent pool and the Cardinals are no slouches, which I mean, is crazy. Tyler, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's insane. I mean, it, and it, if, if the Bengals were a little better, the AFC North could contend with them, but just these four quarterbacks, just this division period is, um, I mean, in, in, in San Francisco, I mean, if, if Trey Lance gets on the field, I mean, I think they could be an even better team with Jimmy G later on this season. I mean, see, it, it's a crazy division, but the Rams, I believe, are, are set up for success. I mean, Matt Stafford's coming in with probably the best coach and play caller he's ever had in his career. He's having, you know, outside of the Megatron years, some of the best weapons he, he you know, he's had in his career. Um, I mean, they just brought in Sonny Michelle. Tyler Higby's a good, good tight end for him. Nice big target. Um, the offensive line's been solid cooper cup van jefferson's ascending deshaun jackson robert woods i mean there's a there's a lot of playmakers on on that roster on offense and you got sean mcveigh who's just you know king of preparation i mean they're going to know what defenses are doing every week they're going to have their game plan ready to go i I think that, that matt stafford is an mvp dark horse um and if if you don't think he is, you're crazy. I mean, when it when it comes to arm talent over the last decade, I mean, this is one of the top guys. I mean, it's just been the Detroit thing. I mean, he, I don't think he's played a game on in prime time that isn't Thanksgiving in God knows how long. You know, this guy's going to be all over the TV and he's going to be killing it. And the defense, I mean, we don't even have to touch on some of these guys. They're so good. I mean, led by Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. I mean, Taylor Rapp's good. Um Leonard Floyd's good, excuse me. Uh, I mean, they have a lot of good players on this team, and they're super well coached. And I think that it, throughout this season, they're going to be the most consistent team in that division. Um, there just aren't a lot of question marks across the board. Um, and not to mention, this is a very, very overlooked thing. They got the best punter in football in Johnny Hecker. And so they're going to play field position better than any team as well with this defense. So I think all things considered, the, the Rams are the best team in that division. Um, I'm I'm right there with you, bro. I'm going with the Rams. Uh, you know, the Rams made the biggest move of the offseason, shipping Jared Goff to Detroit and getting Matt Stafford back in return. And I love what you said, man, about him not really playing any primetime games unless it's Thanksgiving or something like that. And it's, you know, probably since like Calvin Johnson left or whatever, mm-hmm. whenever he gets to play Aaron Rodgers, a big name guy like that. And I think maybe a lot, that's a lot of the reason that he doesn't get the same respect other guys get, man, even though I would say he's just as talented or more talented. You know, people don't get to see him play. They really don't. So hopefully maybe this will change change the narrative a little bit around Matt Stafford. I don't think it's going to change a lot. He's going to have to take this team to the playoffs. He's going to have to make a, a playoff run to, you know, get the uh, get the monkey off his back, I think. I think people are expecting, okay, I've talked a lot about Stafford. Let us see it now. So I think he does need to make a little bit of a run with this team and impress. Um, you know, the Rams already made a Super Bowl appearance with Jared Goff. 
So now they have a guy that I think is a top 10 quarterback in the league. I think you should definitely be expecting big things from this team. Bo, you already have a, what is it, like a sleeper Super Bowl pick or something that you put down on FanDuel? Yeah, I put down a features bet on the Rams to win the Super Bowl at plus 1,300. And I believe I might have a future on Matt Stafford uh, as well for MVP as well. I mean, it just, I I, I mean, I just think it's going to be, the next few years for him in L.A. are going to be the best Matt Stafford we might have seen in his career. I love it, man. I, I hope that's true because I cannot wait to watch that. Um, I think Stafford should make this team even more lethal, obviously. You know, his big oh arms. God. Gonna, yeah. His, his arm's going to allow McVay to open up the offense and the playbook more. He, he can do things with the ball that Jared Goff could not do. Uh, also having Aaron Donald, like you mentioned, Leonard Floyd, Jalen Ramsey at each level of the defense, that doesn't hurt either. Um, so, I, and again, I think the Rams are a sneaky Super Bowl pick this year. So, I'm right there with you, man. I 100% agree with you. I mean, Bro, you should you should have a future on them at least taking the NFC, if anything. I need to do that. I need yeah. to get more into my FanDuel stuff, man. I've been sleeping on it a little bit, and I need to. You're always talking about stuff, and I'm always agreeing with you, and then I'm too lazy <laughs> to get on there and actually log in and do it. So I need to go on there and try to make me some money this year, man. So well, you need future, to stay you know, on top future, of me. You got to find the value. Futures are all about sprinkling a little bit and finding value. I mean, if you want to put down a hundred bucks on Tampa Bay to win the Super Bowl just to make some money, I mean, more power to you. But you know, I, I'd like to have some money where you know where you can really make something. And, and I think the Rams and Matt Stafford, just as a whole, are, are a good way you can make a little cash this season. I agree with you, man. But what do you think about the South? What's the NFC South look like? The NFC South is that you know pretty sneaky competitive i mean i believe the panthers are going to be better this year and i I think the saints if it's all about Jameis winston and if Jameis winston comes out and you know he really learned everything he says he learned and and his eyes are better and all that you know they could they could take that division i mean they're a good it's a good roster they have and michael thomas comes back and is the same guy you know with the addition of we got marquez callaway blowing up right now um you know at the beginning of the fantasy season you couldn't you you could get marquez callaway last pick in the draft this week, Marquez Callaway isn't past the tenth round, you know. So his name is out there now, and and you know, and teams know that. So, um, but I think at this very moment, you got to go with the Super Bowl champions. Um, you got to go with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They returned the whole freaking team. You know, it, it, it's the exact same team they won the Super Bowl with, which is ridiculous. You know, yeah, and last season they didn't even have an off season. Now they're getting a whole, a whole entire off season to work even more into their offense. And you know, with Tom Brady, he always comes correct. It's that simple. I mean, I think you just got to pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here until, until honestly, until the unless the Saints show you something. If the, if the Saints come out winning games big and balling like they normally do when they had Drew Brees, you know, then my opinion could shift mid-year. But but right now, the entire roster considered, um, you, you got to go with Tampa Bay. And part of this hurts me right now because of all the debates we've been having that people are coming at me saying that they can't believe that I say Tom Brady isn't a top-five quarterback in the league right now. And this is probably going to be a hot take. It's just probably going to flare up on iTunes and Spotify just because I just said that right now. But um, – <laughs> So I'm upset. I kind of wish, you know, now I'm out here saying, oh, they're going to win the division. But again, man, I think it's it's this team as a whole. This team, I mean, if anyone other than the Buccaneers come out on top in the NFC South, something must have gone horribly wrong in Florida. I yeah. mean, something has gone extremely wrong. There should be no team in this division that gives this team a legitimate run for their money. 
I mean, the Buccaneers have more talent than any other team in the NFL on paper. It's not yeah. even, I, I don't think it's really that close. Um, loaded isn't even the word for the offense. The defense boasts an elite defensive line. They have the best linebacker core in the NFL. We've both agreed on that. And they have playmakers in the secondary. They even have your guy, man. Every time we talk about the Buccaneers, I just got to bring up Antoine Winfield because that's your boy, man. And I love yeah. Antoine Winfield. Yeah. So I have to bring him up every time I talk to you about I Tampa Bay. I was kicking Bay, myself because I forgot to mention that when I was, when I was talking about oh, the Oh, dude, dude, he's huge, man. You were always so hype, you know, the way he performed and everything. So I, I've got to keep, keep, you know, Throwing that one out. When a, when, that, a, and when, a healthy, when a healthy Vita Vea is on the field, you saw oh, their defense man. with and without him last year. Uh, their defense was almost two different teams. You know, I mean, he he's he plugging holes isn't even the word for that guy. He he's he's gobbling up holes. I mean, he he's he's taking up two men and getting in the backfield. I mean, uh, you see you see the difference in when a guy like that's on the field. Those are two guys that probably don't get talked about as much as other players on the defense. I mean, Anamika Sue's just such a polarizing guy, and Devin White's a superstar. But I mean, when Vita Vea is when Vita Vea is out there, that defense is a different team. Oh yeah, man. I think also you you look at a guy like last year in the Super Bowl, Devin White was a big name already. You know, he was a number five overall pick coming out of LSU, one of the most athletic linebackers that had probably come out in a while, definitely one of the fastest. And he was already a big name, but you saw in the Super Bowl, man, what makes him so elite. I mean, Devin White mm-hmm. is a beast. Again, Levante David, I absolutely, yeah. absolutely love. Best pair in the league. The oh, best man. pair in the league. I, 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 you don't get any better than that. I, yeah. I'm, I'm a massive fan of David. Me and you have both talked before that career-wise, he's criminally underrated. And uh, I, I just think having a linebacker core like that, you know, and then having guys at all the levels of the defense, I mean, that, that team is just absolutely stacked. So, yep. you know, and then, again, you, you pair that. So maybe this will help me cover up the top five talk. They're led by the greatest quarterback of all time. Let's not get that. that. There's no mistake there. Let's not get that confused. They are led by the greatest quarterback of all time, too, even though he's, what, in his mid-40s now. It's it's not a difficult pick for me. Again, yeah. there should be no issues. The Buccaneers coming out of the South and uh, taking this one. And then, Bo, our last, uh, our last division winner here, the NFC North. What do you have, man? This one should not be a secret. I found this one to be one of the easier ones as well. When I when I put the team the divisions in my notes, I instead of you know all the other divisions, I'd left the team off the end. When I wrote the NFC North, I immediately put a GB beside it. When I wrote the AFC West, I immediately put a KC beside that. I mean, I, I don't think any team in this division is ready to compete with the Green Bay Packers. I mean, they got the MVP at quarterback right now. Uh, Devontae Adams is the best receiver in football. Um, MVS apparently is having a great camp. Uh, and then they add Randall Cobb to the roster, who's already got the rapport with Aaron Rodgers. And it's not a huge signing, but Rodgers was was happy. I mean, Rodgers wanted his guy back. And then one of my draft you know, guys I was high on that didn't get a lot of hype, Amari Rodgers is there. And I believe Amari Rodgers is going to be a great target across the middle for them in, in that slot position, going to bring a lot of speed and burst to that team and a lot of open field talent as well. Um, the offensive line is always solid, and Aaron Jones is one of the best backs in the league. Um, he's he got his bag, and he's going to be there a while. So, And and old, old Bob Tanyan, Robert Tanyan a, is a better tight end than he gets credit for. Um, he's a good t- he's a good target for Aaron Rodgers in the end zone. You know, 
big time red zone threat. Um, and then the defense always comes to play. You know, I mean, Zadari Smith and you know Kenny Clark lead that team, and uh, and Preston Smith. I mean, they're ballers, man. I mean, they can play with just about any team in the in the NFC just you know to get to that Super Bowl. If they can somehow contain Tampa Bay, I mean, they might find themselves right back in the mix for a Super Bowl this year. Um, and I, like I said, I just don't think any of the other teams are ready. The Bears were a playoff team last year, I believe, but I mean. I don't see them contending with it with Andy Dalton and unless they make the choice to go to Justin Fields soon, sooner than later, um, I see them losing a few games and kind of being out of it early. And the Kirk cousins just, he isn't the guy to get you over the, over the hump of playing Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Uh, the Vikings have a lethal roster. They can walk into your house any week and on Sunday and beat you, but going down the line, I just don't see it happening, you know, over the course of 17 game season. So, uh, green Bay's my pick and mostly for all the obvious reasons, start with Aaron Rodgers. I agree with you, man. I actually don't think we have disagreed on a division winner yet. Have we? Nope. That's that's incredible. I'm sure it'll all go to shit by the time the season gets started. But uh, it's pretty incredible, man. We've had the same uh, the same division winners. I'm going Packers here, man. I think uh, this pick is easier due to the fact that I think the only team in the division that will really be a threat to Green Bay is Minnesota, like you just kind of mentioned. And even Mm -hmm. if that's the case. Again, Kirk Cousins isn't on the same level as Rodgers, and I don't think Minnesota is as talented as Green Bay is all around. Um, you know, I'm just not exactly impressed with Minnesota. They have some weapons. They have some guys that are exciting. They can they can, they can, can pull some out, but over an entire season, Green Bay is going to win this division. Um, you know, Rodgers is back for another year. Uh, Bo, you and I were speaking. Again, you just said it. We, we were literally just speaking yesterday about Devontae Adams. They both came to the same conclusion that he's the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. And I, th- I, don't, I don't think it's – I mean, you can throw some other names in there, but just what he's doing right now is, I think, kind of unmatched. Um, and then you know you add in Aaron Jones, Robert Tanyan, a good offensive line and a defense again that has guys everywhere that can make plays. And then you even have you know you got AJ Dillon on the team too. You know if Aaron Jones goes down, you got AJ Dillon. Oh, Quadzilla! Hey, Quadzilla, man. <laughs> so I think uh, the team is just very good. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be. I think Aaron got a lot of stuff off of his chest obviously clearly he got a lot of stuff off his chest in his press conference (laughs) but i think that's a lot of weight off his shoulders i feel like he can probably play a little bit more loose and freely now now the the mvp is gonna need to play a little more loose and freely yeah yeah and that's scary it's got scary thought but i I think now that's like you know like i said some weight lifted off his shoulders and i think he's coming back you know this may be his last raw in green bay and i think he's gonna come out and he's gonna ball and I think Devontae is going to try to ball with him. I think the whole team is going to rally around Aaron because I think all those guys probably really appreciated what he did in that press conference, things he said. And I think a lot of people respected it. So I think the team is really going to rally behind Rodgers this year. And I think he's going to have a big year. Do I think he's going to go out here and throw, what did he have last year, 46 or 48 touchdowns? No, I don't expect that again. I think Aaron Rodgers, I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers ha- hadn't done anything near that since like 2016. But that doesn't take away from you know from how good he is, and I think he's still going to have a very good year, and he's going to lead his team to the playoffs once again. Um, and again, I also think that the Lions got worse. You know, you've got a you've got a quarterback battle in Chicago with Justin Fields and Andy Dalton. Okay, neither one of those is scaring me. Andy Dalton, I mean, I know a whole lot about Andy Dalton, Bo, so that ain't scaring me. And then Justin Fields, you got a rookie. I think he's definitely going to be a superstar, but. He's a rookie this year. He's not going to be much of a threat. The Lions, in my opinion, downgraded at quarterback. They lost Marvin Jones. 
They've got DeAndre Swift, who's now dealing with, you know, an injury. The mm-hmm. defense, eh, like, you know, it, nothing scares me on that defense. You know what I mean? So I, I think it's it's Minnesota or, or Packers, and if I'm a betting man, gun to my head, I'm taking taking the Packers 100%. So I, I agree with you, man. I, I 100% agree with you. This has been fun, though, man. I've, I've enjoyed doing – it's been so long since we talked football. It's been absolutely so long since we talked football. Well, we- we talked football at 8 o'clock or 9 well, o'clock this true. morning. It's we just, talked football it's just not on our recording. Just, yeah, just not, not with a mic in front of our face, man, which I've enjoyed doing this a whole lot. And, again, I've been wanting to do it a whole lot. But but we've got one more thing we want to talk about right here, so let's jump into it. Uh, guys, we're going to give our top five picks for MVP this year, and then we're also going to give an honorable mention that is a dark horse guy that we think maybe you know you could throw some money on and make a little bit of money. So, um, But you want me to go first or you want to go first? Uh, shoot, man, I'll lead it off. Okay, let me hear. Um, my number one. I mean, I, I picked him last year. I might pick him every year until he gets known because it's just going to happen eventually. Pat Mahomes, uh, like I said, best quarterback in the league. Uh, dude's most talented arm in the league right now. Best weapon pool in the league right now. Other than maybe Tom Brady, um, and I, he carries that team. He's the most valuable player to any organization in this league. I mean, what do you get a half a billion dollar contract, you know, oh, yeah. for, for 10 years, we've never seen anything like that. Um, and he's a, he's a quarterback. unlike just about unlike anything we've ever seen. So, uh, Pat Mahomes is my number one choice. He, I believe he's the Vegas favorite. Um, and he was my favorite last year and probably will be next year, barring any huge, huge decline in his play, which we don't see happening. Um, and my number two is the guy I would like to win it. I believe he does have the second best chance this year, loaded roster play with and Josh Allen, uh, in Buffalo, um, they they have an, you know, a committee at running back, but the offense is still a, is super explosive. It, it really doesn't matter who's running the ball as long as as long as Josh Allen's under center. I mean, that's really all that matters for that team. Um, so Josh Allen's my number two. Uh, number three is the reigning MVP Aaron Rodgers. Um, I don't now. I, I guess I don't see him throwing you know forty six touchdowns, but I see him being at that round that forty mark. Um, he's he's definitely going to be competitive in that in that way, and so you can never count a rod out. So Aaron Rodgers is my number three. Uh, Russell Wilson absolutely has carried the Seahawks team over the last decade um, since their Super Bowl. Uh, he's what he's what keeps them in contention every year when it comes to, you know, being in the hunt, you know, as they say on TV. I mean, he's the guy without Aaron, without Russell Wilson, that team probably wouldn't win five games, in my opinion. Um, it's we're going to let Russ cook this season. I believe he was your pick last season. I mean, every every year could be Russ's year. I don't believe he has one yet. So let, me, let me just, say something real quick. It looked really good for me for seven weeks and then it dropped off a cliff. So I just want people to know that I was on cloud nine for seven weeks and then it just went all to shit. You know, I would like, I would like to rewind it and let everyone realize that last season, I'll never forget. You picked Russell Wilson as the MVP. You picked the Seahawks. You you picked the Seahawks to win the Super Bowl. (laughs) And you picked, you picked Jamal Adams to win defensive player of the year. Man, I was really feeling the Seahawks last year. Yeah. I was like, dude, I mean, (laughs) I mean, they, it was they have a they had a good roster, but I just like is that doesn't happen. It never has happened, and it never will. But that was your choice, and you stuck by it. So the odds, you, the odds for that to happen. If I was a bet man, and I just threw, if I had thrown ten dollars down that man, and I'd hit that, me and you'd both be down the Caribbean right now. We would not be working our day job. I would, <laughs> I'll tell you what, we'd be doing this for a living in some studio in Miami. That's for sure. 
Oh my gosh, that would just, what a year for you! I'll tell you what, you were living and dying on every Seahawks game. That's I for was, sure. man. I was. <laughs> and <laughs> my number, my number five is Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar is, you know, he, he already won an MVP in his career, and I believe he's not going to take a step back this season. Um, he carries that offense. Offense is built around him. Um, single-handedly saved Harbaugh's job when he took over, and I believe he's going to have a ton of rushing yards. I mean, he's going to be one hell of a fantasy quarterback if you got him. Um, it's hard to keep him out of the conversation with the just pure production that man has, and not to mention, I mean, he's a human highlight reel, and you know he's plastered all over your television every week. Um, so Lamar Jackson is my number five, and my dark horse, uh, I've kind of already alluded to it earlier, um, is Matt Stafford. I uh, believe Matt Stafford could be on the verge of the best few years of his professional career, and it's going to be a team you can't ignore in in playoff contention or MVP uh, MVP race. I, I believe they're going to he's going to be all over the field with that football, and you're going to see a huge difference in the Jared Goff led Rams and the Matthew Stafford led Rams. Um, so if you want to place a little futures bet and make yourself some a nice little chunk if he gets it, uh, Matthew Stafford would be a great choice. I love it, man. I like your list a whole lot. My list is going to probably seem kind of odd, some of them, but I'm, I'm going to give it a go here. I'm really confident in the guy that's number one, so I'm going to go ahead and start with him. It's Josh Allen. I think last year we saw Josh Allen go from, you know, a good quarterback to an exceptional quarterback. He he did. It's like he wasn't making any bad decisions. He His IQ was up. He was making smart decisions constantly. And he really was the leader of that team and, and led them all the way to the, what the, the AFC championship, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, and didn't play bad in that either. The moment didn't get to him. You know, they just got beat by a better team. And I think this year, you know, they got him another weapon, like I said, Emmanuel Sanders. And I think another year with his team, another year with Stephon Diggs. I think he is absolutely going to go off this year. So, you know, if you have him on your fantasy team, be very happy because I think he is going to go off. I, I just have a lot of trust in him. I think as an athlete overall, he's just a beast. And uh, I just think the Bills are, are are getting ready to have a massive year. And Josh Allen's going to be the cherry on top winning MVP. Uh, two for me is Patrick Mahomes. I'm not even going to go into it, Bo. It's everything you just said. Uh, best quarterback in football. He does everything, you know, well, does everything at a high level. The team's around him. He has a great coach in Andy Reid. Um, and, and they're just always always uh, a highlight reel. So I think you've got to have Patrick Mahomes either one or two every year. I mean, um, if you're a betting guy, you always put it on Mahomes. Like you said, Bo, you're going to keep picking him, and it's going to happen eventually. So, you know, it's a smart thing. I mean, it's just, just keep it's picking just, him. You're it's gonna just going to. I mean, he's the best you're quarterback gonna, in football. He's, it's going to hit. Yeah, you're going to hit at some point. Number three for me is Matt Stafford. I do have him that high because I think him being in L.A., the spotlight's on him. People are going to be able to see how good he is this year. He's with McVay. It's going to be an exciting team, man. I feel like that team's going to be really exciting. And, and what gets MVP votes, man? It's exciting. It's stats. It's it's flair. It's it's like, like Lamar Jackson's year. You exactly, know? Extreme man. Extreme production and doing it in doing it in a way that you can't look away from. Yeah, and is Matt Stafford going to be out there high stepping past? you know, cornerbacks and safeties. And no, he is not, but he's going to really impress you with his arm and he's going to make some plays, man. I mean, you've seen Matthew Stafford, bro. He's not afraid to run up the hole and put his shoulder down. I mean, he's, he's a beast. A, he's a competitor, dude. He's a he's one of the toughest quarterbacks I've ever watched. I will mm-hmm. say that right now. Um, number four for me, this is going to sound odd. Dak Prescott. And I Ooh. put Dak Prescott here. Um, 
Dak Prescott has led the league in passing yards. I believe it was two straight years, except obviously he didn't last year because of his injury. He was going to. The pace that that man was on last year, if anyone doesn't know how many what his stats were when he got hurt, please go look at the the The, the pace he was on was unbelievable. It was a historic pace for, for stats, for passing yards, and I think maybe even touchdowns for Cowboys history and stuff like that. Anyway, he's going to come out this year. I think he's going to ball. C.D. Lamb is – being talked up a lot. You've still got Amari Cooper. You've got Michael Gallup. You have what I still believe is the best receiver core in the NFL. Um, then you've still got Zeke. They say Zeke looks great right now. And this, a lot of this, now I know I picked Washington to win the division, but if he wins the VP, obviously Dallas wins the division. But mm-hmm. I, I think there's a chance of that, man. If, if something, if somehow the Cowboys can finally figure it out after 20 to 25 years, Dak Prescott's going to be the reason they do it. And I think Dak could have an absolutely massive year this year. And it's going to help him get some votes, man. Coming off that injury last year, everybody loves Dak. You know, people may not like the Cowboys, man, but I love Dak. Comeback player of the year front runner. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And that's what I think will help his MVP case. I got Dak at four. Number five for me is Aaron Rodgers. That has nothing to do with his talent. I know how talented this guy is. It has more to do with, well, how likely is it to win back-to-back? You know what I mean? But if it was to happen, Aaron Rodgers would be one of the guys that happens too. So I have to have him in there, right? It's also his last last year possibly in Green Bay. So I think fan votes will come in, will flood in for that and stuff like that. But And he's still going to play well. So you've got to have Aaron Rodgers at five. I think he's going to put up big numbers this year. Not like he did last year, but he's going to have some big numbers. And my honorable mention, man, and I know especially one of my boys is going to absolutely love this. So when he hears this, he is going to go wild. Um, my honorable mention man is Justin Herbert. Ooh. And I think it, maybe it is a little bit early. It's only his second year. But watching what that guy did last year in his rookie season, when a lot of people were worried about him coming out of the Pac-12, you know, um, coming in, adjusting to NFL life and playing with these these guys who just come out and flat out ball constantly, uh, what he was able to do – it was historic for a rookie quarterback and uh, it's his second year, you know, with the team, he's going to be more comfortable. The offensive line added Rashawn Slater, Bo, who we were both extremely high on. He's going to come out and start day one. The offensive line's going to be good. He's got Eckler. He's got Keenan Allen. He's got Mike Williams. He's got Is Mike all Williams these- playing there this year. Oh yeah. And he's got Jared oh, Cook. I thought, picked I thought up- there was a problem. Yeah. And it must up- be late. No, they picked up Jared Cook from the uh, Saints Ooh. as well. And uh, and they still have Donald Parnham also as a tight end too. So I uh, I expect really big things from him this year. And if they can somehow make a push um, and threaten the, the Chiefs, I think that's going to do a lot to get him some votes. And I think people just love him anyway, man. I mean, he's, he's, just, he, he's a great quarterback. I mean, I think you can't hate on – just like, you know, I say people can't hate on Joe Burrow. I'll talk to a ton of fans, and they may hate Cincinnati, but everyone loves Joe Burrow. I think he's the exact same way. I think he just has that the attitude about him and that competitiveness that people respect, and I think that uh, this year he could really come out and absolutely just tear it up. So, uh, yeah. so Justin Herbert's my honorable mention, man. I love it, I, and I and I I could see where I see where you where you think that. I mean, he he's gonna ball out. I mean, he was the best quarterback under pressure in the league last year as a rookie. I mean, he was on the run for his life, and he was throwing dimes. And um, and their offensive line only improved. Um, so you're I definitely see a, a big jump come from him again. Oh yeah, man. But um, guys, again, thank you for listening. We, me and Bo are going to be doing this every week now. And I know I've probably said that like six or seven times. And at this point, just, you know, the boy who cried wolf. But 
we are going to be doing an episode every week. Now I'll keep you guys up to date with what happens every every uh, football Sunday, Thursday, or Monday, however you want to look at it. Um, and we are going to uh, be having a blast doing it. Me and Bo have had to pretty much figure out. We both kind of took on new jobs, had to figure out what you know what our time looks like, and everything like that. We've got it figured out, so we're going to be here every. Uh, we're going to what? What do we want to do? Every uh, every Monday, every Monday morning, should have a podcast coming out. That's what and, we should uh, do. And keeping guys, keeping all you guys up to date. Any of you guys that want to listen and enjoy listening to us, um, we always love having you guys. So I uh, appreciate you guys standing there and waiting for us to come back. And I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And uh, let's give them the outro. <laughs>